Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today, on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on new gear days. There's nothing quite like waiting for that gear to arrive. You spend your valuable time researching. You spend your hard-earned money purchasing. You spend your small amount of patience waiting, waiting for that day, the day that the new piece of gear comes home with you. But what's the process to finding the gear? Do you try it in a store? Do you watch reviews and read forums? Do you buy it online? Maybe you trade for it. And once you get it, how do you celebrate? And is there a wrong way to celebrate? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Well, it's great to have you back again, Jason. If there is one thing this pandemic did initially for me, it was give me more time on my hands to research gear. What that led me to, though, was the want, like the want to buy more gear. I believe that is what we call in this industry, gas. Gear acquisition syndrome. This is actually why I ended up starting a podcast. I needed a guitar outlet besides researching other people's opinions and watching YouTube for demos. Of course, playing is important too, but sometimes when you have kids, it's just too late to play. I think it would be great for us to do some sort of a therapy session on new gear days in a pandemic. Thanks for having me back. I'm I'm about ready to go ahead and take my co-host seat in this uh, chair permanently. <laughs> it really needs to be that way, <laughs> without a doubt. It's fun. I, I have a lot of fun doing it, and I love the kind of uh, complimenting opinions that we have on things. I, I, I really like listening back to them. So I probably account for half of your listens, if not more. <laughs> and I must be the other half. So it's just the two of us yes. actually <laughs> listening to these over yeah. and over again. <laughs> They're great. My number one podcast. For me, the pandemic has really brought two things. One, it's given me access to a lot of terrible reality TV shows. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, 90 Day Fiance and Married at First Sight. My wife has taught me to love the most ridiculous shows ever. I remember I used to see her watching these shows and I'd walk by and be like, this is garbage. (laughs) And uh, after pandemic, we would sit there and, you know, sports were over. Everything I watched was done. And so I'd be sitting there just kind of with a TV on and about two episodes in, I'm sitting there and I'm like, how could she treat him this way? (laughs) She is, he's way too good for her. (laughs) And so I'm here. I am like being like, Hey, let's watch one more episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have, I've watched a lot of good TV or bad TV and I have looked, I have had a lot of gas. I'm talking like Taco Bell forever meal. Oh gas. yeah. Like it's been the gear page Z talk. I mean, yeah. everything on Facebook that's gear related. I have been soaking it in and you know, YouTube is kind of my, my weapon of choice when it comes to gas. And I have logged some major YouTube hours on gear. Oh, for sure. And actually I, you know, something I did, I got tired of my friends on Facebook posting all of these political, this or pandemic that, or schools, should we come back to full classrooms or do it all virtual? And I got tired of it. And so what I started doing is I started joining groups And so I am actually a part of the Gibson Les Paul group, the PRS group, Mm -hmm. the 
uh, Strayman Iridium Praise and Worship, the Kemper <laughs> Praise and Worship Group. I mean, I'm I just started joining groups of things of yeah. of gear that I had that I like. <laughs> Absolutely, I, and I've done the same, and so I we cross paths on those sometimes. But I was with you. I started. I was getting to where I was just so sick of hearing about people's rants no matter what it was and so yeah i joined all those groups too and i'm just looking at pedals or pedal boards all the time and i love it it's it i soak it in yeah i'm done with my friends sorry guys <laughs> i cut you off but unless they but play you guitar. don't listen to this anyway yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, unless you're a part of my group so doug <laughs> lloyd paul you're still good everybody else uh, yeah we're still good andrew yeah Jason. Beth is still good. Yeah, and of course Beth. And, you know, we both became a friend with Cody, yeah. who we both bought and traded gear right. with before. But other than that, they're dead to you. Yeah, yeah. dead. Okay. Yeah. As we look at this pandemic, I've purchased some gear. You've purchased some gear. I figured it would be kind of fun. Maybe we need to do this, like, every three to six months, you know, do a new gear day therapy session yeah. and kind of discuss... What did we do right and what did we do wrong about this? You know, I'm not going to lie. I could probably have a therapy session weekly when it comes to gas. Yeah, that's for that's for sure. Um, it, it just depends on how slow the day was. True. But for the most part, I think it would be worthwhile since this is the first one that we do. Maybe we just limit it to what have we gotten since the pandemic? Maybe what have we sold and possibly some ways to celebrate or not celebrate your new gear day. So for me, guitar wise, new gear day, pandemic hit, people were like, we got a social distance. We can't be around each other. We've got to be far apart. And what did I do? Facebook marketplace. Right. I bought myself a 2015 Les Paul Jr. I was able to justify it because I went, it's unlike anything I have. It's one pickup. It's got a brass nut. It's got the robotic tuners, you know, their G-Force tuner. And I went, I've wanted a Les Paul Jr. I've wanted one pickup and, and I've wanted to have it. Here's something that has like futuristic features. And my son is into engineering and I went, perfect. I'm going to get that. And so I bought it and it's been a ton of fun. Yeah. I don't know that I'm in love with it, but it was totally worth the new gear day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is that the only guitar that you've purchased? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I actually, I also purchased, and this is actually recent as of a couple of weeks ago, I bought a Gibson Explorer. Nice. Okay, so it's a 2020. It's in that antique natural finish. Came with the hard shell case. I ended up getting it for like a good $600 off of it from Cream City Music, who. I've not necessarily been the biggest fan of before, but they did a great job uh, selling this one to me this time. And it's great. It's different than my Les Paul. It's different than my PRS. It's different than my SG. It's, it's just, it's different. And I really like that. It's a different shape. It's actually one of the, it's one of the only ones uh, that I know that isn't like shaped like a normal body. It's shaped like a, a bow tie. And I really enjoy it, and I think it's really nice. Now, of course, New Gear Day. So how did I celebrate this New Gear Day? Well, I ended up posting it, get ready for this, on the fan page that is known as 
Gibson Explorer Owners. Nice. That's a that's a very original name. <laughs> I also ended up posting it on the Strymon Iridium Praise and Worship page because I ended up using it at church. What do they talk about on that page? Um, I think it's just the Strymon Iridium. I'm just kidding. maybe some praise and worship but yeah so okay and a lot of irs talking about impulse responses but yes but i i actually posted on that and said i realize that this is probably more of an edge u2 type of guitar but i used it for praise and worship you know because most of the time when people post on this i mean they're posting things like novo and nash sirs and yeah sure and Um, they've got all of their special, you know, boutique guitars by their custom builders and all of that kind of stuff. And really they're all just shaped like a jazz master, you know, or some take on a jazz master. And you need one cause you see it. Of course, because this is new gear day, right? Yeah. You don't have a new gear day without some gas. And so this of course creates gas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the Bible it says if you're not playing with an offset, you're not really praising the Lord. Is that true? Uh, that uh, yes, yes. Um, thus saith somewhere in the, the New Lord. Testament, I believe. Um, yeah, yes. maybe it's part of the Catholic Bible or Mormon. Okay, Mormon. I knew I'd read. I'd read it somewhere. Yeah. No, no, no. But but in all seriousness, we all know that that we are just joking. Um, because uh, of course it's a strat. It's a, it'd be a strat that okay. Jesus jesus would have wrote about no we are we are both uh very religious so no offense to anybody who's uh mormon or catholic <laughs> yes we we're, we're just joking all right now how about you so d- have you bought any guitars since the pandemic has hit well yeah so i have bought just one guitar i'm gonna i'm gonna count it during the pandemic because i've received it during the pandemic but i actually purchased it before mm. and it was being built and i need everybody who's a subscriber to go ahead and get out their bingo cards oh yes because i'm about to tell you a story okay <laughs> So, if you were going to guess what square I'm going to say, what am I going to start uh, off B3. with? B3. <laughs> Which is Steve Warner, my favorite. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yep. So, I have dreamt my whole life of having a Telecaster like Steve Warner's. I've had probably five different you know versions of it and i never have got it right until just now so um basically all it is is it's a telecaster a real lightweight telly it's bright red it's not really dakota but it's kind of that's it's kind of like that color but brighter single white binding it's got a single ply pit guard it's got three pickups seymour duncan it's got a godo bridge like six saddle it's got a super flamey neck yeah. i mean it's it's just beautiful it's got a glazer b-bender in there it has to be glazer it has to be that's the only option I mean, and I yeah. love like I we need to do a bender uh, therapy session because I have had benders from just about everybody who makes them, and I've got some hot opinions on uh, benders. Okay, so you know what this is gonna that, that'll be more like you know an interview because yeah. I know zero <laughs> about benders other than you usually put them on a G or a B. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, I ordered that guitar a while back and like I said this is probably my fifth time to try to build it but I got this one from Guitar Mill in Tennessee and for those of you that don't know uh, Mario Martin makes these really nice guitars he makes parts he also makes his own version called Mario Martin guitars or Mario guitars I found out that he made the bodies and necks for Danocaster and so I thought man if he makes them for him he knows what he's doing so oh, yeah. I reached out to him kind of told him what I want and his response, I think, was, 
oh yeah, Steve Warner, I've, I've played that guitar before. And so, you know, right away I'm like, all right, this is my guy. Done. Just take my money. It's yours. Exactly. So I just started PayPaling him. I was like, just <laughs> tell me the amount. And here we go. So, so I sent, I sent him the money for it. And I mean, it, you know, there's, when they're spraying this nitro finish, they've got to have some perfect humidity. And, you know, Nashville's kind of like here in Texas where if it's too humid, it's miserable and, and they couldn't spray. So make a long story a little bit shorter. It took them a really long time to make this body. And they, they reached out to me the whole time. They're like, we're so sorry, but it took a while. But I finally got it during the pandemic, got it all put together. And then I sent it off to Joe Glazer and got a B-Bender put in there. Because as soon as I played that guitar, I strummed it. I was like, this is the one. This is the oh, one. that's awesome. Yeah, it instantly became one of my favorite guitars. And I, you know, I mean, I've got some nice guitars that I love. I'm kind oh of, yeah, like you've got a really great collection, and and you know what? So do I. And we're not really wealthy people. It's just the fact that we've been collecting over a long period of time. Yeah, and we've cool. sold things off, and we've made a budget in order to be able to to get these types of things. But we had that stretch where it's almost just like we're collectors, like getting as many guitars as we could. Yeah, and it was kind of a revolving door. And I think that we both learned that more is not always better. I'm going to have quality over quantity. And so yeah. I got down to where if I didn't, if I played a guitar and I wasn't in love with it, I'd set it aside for a week or a month or whatever. And I tried again later. And if that happened two or three times where I'm like, that's not my guitar, it was done. So I will tell you, I have actually purchased a number of excellent guitars used. That was that exact reason. It just didn't bond with the person. Yeah. And so if it doesn't bond with you, and it's not for you. Why are you holding on to it? Yeah. Get rid of it. Let it be somebody else's new gear day. And so for me, I appreciate it because, you know, most of the guitars I own are used. Yeah. And it was something that somebody didn't bond to. And I got it, add a little bit of my love to it. And man, I would never get rid of it or I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, and you know, whenever that, and you get your bingo card out again, but whenever that Brad Paisley model telly came out, I, <laughs> I got one of those and I really B12. liked it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got it and, and I liked it and I loved it. And I sent it off to get a G bender put in there, another glazer bender. And I had it. So I'm, you know, sitting on my wall and now I have four tellies that I love with benders. I've got a, a Dano caster with a G bender. I've got the Steve Warner yep. with a B. I've got a Bill Crook Ooh. guitar with a double bender, a B oh, and a G. Oh, yeah. That thing's and, awesome. Yeah, and then I've got this uh, Brad Paisley one with a G bender. Well, there was a moment where I was like, you know, I, I'm i not really playing this very often. And to be truthfully honest, if I ever played out in public anywhere, I'm not going to play as sparkly silver mm-hmm. telly. I'm just not. It's not my personality. I'm not cool enough to do that. Yeah. So... I went ahead and put it up for sale because it was my four. It was my number four telly, you know. And I have other guitars too. I have a couple of PRSs that are amazing yep. guitars and a Strat. And so I'm like, if I'm playing a telly, it's probably going to be one of those other ones. So I put it up for sale, and there was a guy who you would have thought he won the lotto when he found it because not only was it a Brad Paisley signature, it had the Brad Paisley La Brea pickups oh, yeah. in there from Seymour Duncan. It had a Glazer mm-hmm. Bender in there. It was already set up. I mean, it was pristine. And this guy, he could not send me the money fast enough. <laughs> he was so excited to get it. And so it went from my sitting on a wall to his pride yep. and joy. And that that to me is something I love about the guitar community. And you and I have done this a couple of times. There's, oh, yeah. there's a guitar of yours that I loved and wanted forever. And you 
kind of had it on the back burner. And then after, I don't know, 10 years, <laughs> I talked you out of it. Yeah. And I picked that one up so often. And it's, oh my gosh, I love that guitar. You know what's crazy about that is there have been times where I've told my wife that I like this guitar. And I like it a lot. I want to play it. But I don't like it as much as fill in the blank. Yeah. And to me, that's a reason why you should sell it off. You should get rid of it. Because if you don't play it and you don't like it that much, I mean, what you consider to be good and okay might be somebody else's treasure. And so by selling it off, you now have created some income to put towards something that maybe you will treasure. And I listened to your episode last week on the Les Paul, and I bought a Les Paul probably about a year ago, and I liked it a lot, but I didn't love it. Yeah. And I found myself not picking it up very often. So um, again, after a couple times, I put it up on the Facebook Marketplace, and there was a kid, you know, he was probably, I think he was about an 18-year-old kid, but his dad said, you know, he's kind of been trying to learn how to play my guitar, and he's getting really good. And so... I opened up the case for this thing, and this this kid's eyes lit up. I, I mean, like I did when I got my first guitar, you know? Yeah. It went from something that was just kind of an afterthought for me to his pride and joy. And it's just, I don't know. There's something to that to me that feels pretty special to pass that along and know somebody else is going to make some really cool music with that. Yeah, and I agree. That is extremely cool to be able to do that. Now... Have you made any other sales? Have you sold any other guitars during the pandemic and given someone else a new gear day? <laughs> so yes, I, I sold um, I sold quite a few guitars. I sold the Brad Paisley one. Oh yeah, that's right. I also sold a uh, parts Cabernita guitar that I had. Oh yeah. I had a black, remember that Cabernita? As another one I just never played, so I went ahead and sold that. Actually, I traded that one. I take that back. I traded that one for an amp. Okay, so was that the... MJT Black Cabernita? Yep, that's the okay. one. Yep. So I traded that one for a Dr. Z Carmen Ghia head. Oh. I don't know if you remember not too long ago, I told you I didn't have any Dr. Z amps, and I said, give me a week or two. Yes, I remember that. So I got my Dr. Z, and uh, then I sold that. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> um, and then I sold a, uh, I had an acoustic guitar that I had for a really long time, and a family member bought it at Guitar Center around, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. What was it? Was it a Martin or a it Taylor It was a Breedlove. Oh, yeah. A Breedlove breed Acoustic. Love. Okay. Yeah. So she bought it. I, I went to help her pick it out, and it was a really great guitar. Right around the time she was getting married, she's like, hey, Jason, I'm going to sell this guitar. I need the money. I'm taking it to Guitar Center, and I'm going to see what they offer me for it. And I was like, well, don't do that. They won't offer you much. And so she went up there, and they offered her 600 bucks. And I said, I'll tell you what. Because she goes, oh, I'm going to go and take it. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you 600 bucks for it. And then whenever you're ready and you want it back, just pay me 600 bucks and I'll give it back to you. So You see, I love it when people do this. I love it when you have someone who loves the person and loves the music and, and appreciates someone's gear enough to where they go, you know what, you were about to get swindled out of this mm-hmm. and they're going to make far more off of it. How about I just give you that amount, I'll hold on to it, I'll play it, I'll love it, I'll do my best not to abuse it, and then when you're ready, I'll just sell it back to you for that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that 
to me, that's that's super classy, especially for like a family member or a friend, as long as they understand that after a certain amount of time, well, you're just not going to hold on to it anymore if you don't like it. So let me explain the rest of it before I look like a jerk for selling it. <laughs> but uh, I so so I had it and every year I would ask her, I was like, hey, do you want this guitar back? And she was kind of just lukewarm on there. She got another guitar. Um, she just got to where she just, it, it just wasn't anything that she thought about anymore. So I finally asked her one more time. I go, hey, I'm going to go ahead and sell this guitar unless you want it. She's like, no, I don't want it back. And so I sold it. I think I sold it for around a thousand bucks. And so I got, you know, 400 bucks, made 400 bucks on there. Oh yeah. I just had no emotional attachment to it at all. And I really wanted a um, Taylor or Martin or something like that. So I went ahead and sold that one. But yeah, those are, those are the only ones I've sold. So three, I guess I've sold three. You know, I would really like to say that I sold some guitars, but honestly, I really didn't sell anything. Well, actually, that's not true. I did sell something. And you know what? That probably brings us to the next thing, which is probably a category that some would classify as an amp, but I would dare say it's a pedal. Okay, and so let's go ahead and just lump them together. Any amps or pedals that might have gotten bought or sold during the pandemic? Because we're talking about New Gear Day for not only us, but for other people. Because New Gear doesn't necessarily mean brand new, it just means new to us. And so I had actually purchased a while back a Kemper Stage. I was on the waiting list, I waited for it, and I purchased the Kemper Stage for $1,400 brand new shipped to my door. Wow. wow. That's a great deal. Well, during the pandemic, um, I actually picked up a Strymon Iridium pedal and I decided that that was kind of the direction I wanted to go a little bit smaller, a little bit easier to use for me. And so ultimately I got that. And so I sold the Kemper stage and I actually sold it for 1450. So I made 50 bucks on it, which that kind of rocks. <laughs> That's a good return on your investment. Uh, that's a great return on my investment. And so in which case, I was like, well, this was well worth it. And this was taken care of. And it's no big deal. So I have incurred a new gear day to someone else. New gear day is exciting, whether it's you getting the gear or you're selling the gear. Because oh, yeah. a couple of things happened to me on new gear day. There is something super exciting about one deciding you want something. When you're watching a YouTube video and you hear somebody play something, you know, and that lick just hits you just right and you hear that tone, you get this little hit of dopamine and you're just like, man, that's good. Then you decide, hey, I'm going to go buy one. So I check Reverb, I check eBay, I check the gear page. I, I try to find Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace and then you find one. And so you send the person an email or a text or whatever. And you're like, hey, is it still available? They're like, yeah, it is. You get another hit of dopamine. You're like, oh, this is good. So then you decide, hey, I'm going to buy it. And so you, let's say you buy it on the gear page or whatever. You send them the PayPal and you're like, that's another hit. I like it. <laughs> and then they send you a tracking number and you get another hit and you're just like yeah. feeling high and you're, uh -huh. oh, it's, it feels good, doesn't it? Just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> then you get the tracking number and then it's out for delivery and you're getting these hits of dopamine. You're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. And then you get that little box on your porch or in your mailbox and you get the knife and you open it up and it's just like a light shines out of that box oh, and you're yeah. like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you unwrap that bubble wrap and you see it and you look at it. And I always, I don't know why, but I'll always turn the knob just a little bit. Just be like, Oh yeah. 
get this going. <laughs> now there's no there's no need for it. Like I'm, it's not plugged in. But I just look at that knob. I'm like, all right. And I I click the button one time just to make sure it clicks, which it always does. Yeah, of course it always but, clicks. <laughs> but then I go up to my pedal board and I like move it around and I'm like looking mm-hmm. at it. And sometimes I'll go to like pedal playground and like make a virtual pedal board, you know, of all my stuff. And so I'm I'm laying in bed getting them just right. Yeah. And so I get that pedal and I put it up there and I'm like, dang, this is good. Before I play a note on it. I've already taken a picture of it and usually like tweeted it out or Instagrammed it. I'm like new gear day. Yeah. Now I'm not one of those guys that puts pictures of my feet in the picture. Cause those guys annoy me, but I usually get a, hold on, hold on. Now I, I think that this should be a public service announcement. Yeah. Public service announcement to everyone who likes to take pictures of their pedal board with their feet in it. Please yeah. get some new gear day shoes. Yeah. I get that there may be like a household rule, no shoes in the house, that kind of thing. Yeah. But just buy something that only goes in the house and stays in the house for whenever you buy new gear. Think of it as artistry. Yeah. So, I mean, I will take a picture of the pedal board and I like, I'm not talking like, Hey, I'll get down and snap a picture. I'm talking like, I've got lights that'll put a shadow. So I'm down on the ground. Like I'm Ken Burns trying to get the right photograph of my pedal board so I can put it up on, on Instagram. And uh, I put it on there and there's been days where I put it on and because kids are at the house, like I will not even play a note on there. I'll just take a picture of it, go back downstairs and be done for the day. Of course, because the fact is you could just demo that thing later. I mean, why not when you've got the perfect light in the shot to take? Yeah, because, because it, it, you know, if, if you were just looking at it very pragmatically, it wasn't playing the pedal I was happy about. It was getting the pedal on my pedal board so I could have a picture of it that I was happy about. Like you said, it's another dopamine release, right? Yeah. So there was one hit of dopamine whenever you were able to research it and decide whether you wanted it. And then it was another hit of dopamine whenever you decided that, you wanted to go ahead and purchase it. Then it was another hit of dopamine whenever the like shipping label showed up. And then it was another hit of dopamine whenever it actually showed up. And then it was a hit of dopamine when you took the pictures. And then when all of a sudden you decided that you loved it and you wanted it and you kept it. And then all of a sudden the final hit of dopamine was when you decided that you wanted to sell it. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm just saying... There's a lot of enjoyment that comes with a new gear day. Yeah, absolutely. And then you see your rig rundown and you find out that John Mayer has it. <laughs> Bingo. And now you have to keep it. Then you get another, yeah, then you get another hit. <laughs> and it's like, man, this is oh my gosh. I'm I'm basically John Mayer now, basically. You know, really, John Mayer should just be free space at this point you know it's not that i love him that much it's really just that he is our icon at the moment yeah i don't know if you are looking for a way to help support the tweed couch and it costs no money to you then check out our youtube channel and become a subscriber also you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them thank you for listening and thank you for your support But ultimately, the fact is that we're getting to people will post pictures and they will scream from the heavens how amazing this new gear purchase was before they've ever actually owned it or used it. And they're already posting greatest pedal I've ever seen, greatest guitar I've ever felt, 
this is easily my number one. Yeah, or they've, you know, they played it for three minutes, and it's like, oh, this is it. Oh, totally. And they're like, oh, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan, four days, which I didn't realize that Stevie Ray Vaughan was a unit of measurement. It is, but only if you put days with a Z. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. For days. It has to have a Z. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and but the, the 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 I mean that's the good thing about it is you get the you get that like rush, but the bad thing about it is just like eating you know a bowl of candy you get that rush but then you crash. Oh yeah, and so that crash that dopamine crash is pretty fast too. Oh yeah, and when people stop liking your post with your pedal board and they move on to something else, yeah, and you play it and it sounds like another tube screamer that you got. Yep. It's not that exciting anymore. And then you think, I just dropped 200 bucks on this, and I, I don't use it that often. I don't love it. And you know what? The crazy thing is, is that people will do this, and I, I'm guilty of it as well, that I will buy something, and I will go, you know what? I bought this for 200 bucks, but I know I can sell it for 200 bucks. Yeah. And that's essentially dopamine for free. Yeah. True. And you know what? There, there is part of me that does that. I mean, my, my Gibson Explorer that I bought, I got such a good deal on it. I couldn't find a used one for what I could find this for essentially new. And so I know that any day I could get rid of it and I can make my money back out of it. And because of that, it was worth all the effort all the tie-up of assets of money to be able to purchase this thing. Yeah. And, I mean, I've done that with a few different things. I've done it with the Strymon Iridium. I got a great deal. I got a used price for a brand new one. Um, I did this with my Gibson Les Paul Studio Monitors. I got these monitors for cheaper than what you could find on the used market. Um, I... I got a number of guitars that I purchased, you know, simply because they were the right price and it was the right deal at the right time. Mm -hmm. For example, I have a Paul Reed Smith Starla, the original version. I have a Gibson SG Supra. I've got a Les Paul Classic with P90s in it. I got a Gibson ES355. And all of these guitars are guitars that I purchased on such an excellent deal that at any moment, if I decided it was time to let go of it, I mean, I can, and I'll break even or make money on every single one of them. And I don't, I don't know if you're this way, but I, I kind of have this one in one out technique. I've tried to stop putting new money into gear. Like I've tried to, I, you know, over the years I've put money into it and I've tried to just say, if I if I want a new guitar, I need to sell another guitar to get there. And oh, sure. you know, I'll put a I'll put a little bit in here and there, but I really have done that because it's it's got to the point where I'm gonna have more than I need. And if I really think I want a new amp, I probably need to get rid of another amp. Yeah. You know? And so that that's kind of where I've been with that. Well, and actually, so that brings up an interesting point that I mean, I got the HX effects from you. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's a great HX effects. I I love the effects that are on it. And part of the reason why I like it so much yeah. is because it's a lot like the M13. Right. You know, the M13 had all of these effects, but really the HX effects does so much more. And yeah. so because of this, I didn't need my M13 anymore. Mm-hmm. So I sold it off. 
I mean, I got rid of it. What's the use of holding on to this thing if I'm not going to use it? And the coolest part about this is that this thing that I got, which I got for a great deal when I bought it, I sold it off for the exact same price in which I purchased it for. Yeah. But I've owned the thing for like eight years. And to me, the cool thing about this is I got what I wanted. I got my use out of it. And then I put it up on Craigslist and sold it off. And I made my old gear someone else's new gear day. Right. And they were ecstatic. Absolutely. They were ecstatic to get the new yep. gear day. And I was ecstatic to get the money to be able to purchase something else. And that's special. I love it when that happens. I love it when someone else loves what you decide you don't love anymore. Me too. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are my favorite. And most, you know, we've talked a lot about how I have revolving gear uh, going around. And I would say uh, nearly most of the time selling stuff, it's been because I wanted something else. And I, I thought, you know, because we've talked about it. I'm oh, yeah. definitely not rich, but, yep. you know, if, if there's something that I want, I've got to talk to myself and say, is this new gear worth getting rid of something else? And ultimately, it almost always is. And like you said, you know, you're making somebody else's day awesome. And yeah. uh, overall, I, you know, I don't ever see trading and buying and selling as a way to make money. I see it as a way, it's almost like fostering instruments and you send them to the next um, family. Yeah, the next family. And, <laughs> you know, I, I've always, and, and not to get too like, you know, ridiculous here, but guitars and, and amps and pedals have songs in them. And sometimes you run out of songs and you send it on somebody else, but man, they've still got songs in them. And, and, you know, you get a, an old, old Martin from the thirties and just think about all the songs that thing has in there and think oh. about the, the voice it has. And it's, it's, it's something that's really almost, you know, almost spiritual to me. It's kind of cool to think, you know, after I'm gone, this guitar will still be here. And I've thought about that with some of my guitars. Oh, for real. I mean, you think about some of those iconic guitars out there. I mean, in my last therapy session, we talked about Les Pauls. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that Keith Richards and, and Eric Clapton and uh, a lot of those guys who were picking up Les Pauls in the 60s, which is the reason why they started actually making Les Pauls again, was because they picked it up secondhand. Mm-hmm. And they went, this gives me the song that I was trying to put forth. Yeah. This gives me the emotion that I was trying to put forth. Yeah. And so because of that, I look at it and I go, you know what? I'm totally fine with getting rid of something that I don't use yeah. for someone else to be able to possibly put out the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Like slow dancing in a burning room and bingo. (laughs) All right. And so I'm just kidding. You know, so (laughs) Brad Paisley. All right. So the thing is, is Dr. Z Wampler. So no, (laughs) but, but the thing is, is that I, I don't have a problem with that. And so, you know, when I look at all the things that I've sold off, I go, I don't regret selling them off. No, maybe I want them again. I would love to have a Kemper again. I really loved the Kemper. But I can't justify getting rid of anything else. Yep. And so because of that, I don't own a Kemper. Not until my budget says I can own a Kemper. Yeah. And that, that's a key thing because one of the things people are going to hear is, well, they keep buying gear and they never sell anything. No, 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 no. We sell stuff, but then once budget allows again, 
we buy again. Yeah. And part of it is just because we love this instrument. We love the dopamine release. And in all honesty, and this is what I tell my wife all the time, and she agrees, these are assets. Yeah. I could spend 50 bucks on a pair of jeans. And guess how much those are worth in five years? Yeah, nothing. Zero dollars. I could buy a pair of shoes for 50 bucks. And guess how much they're worth in a year? They're worth zero dollars. And so I look at my guitars and I go, well, I just spent $1,200 on this Gibson Les Paul that I know for a fact was probably closer to like $1,700. Yeah. But I know that five, six, seven years from now, that thing's going to be worth at least $1,700, yeah. if not a couple thousand dollars. Absolutely. And so as far as I'm concerned, I get a dopamine release that allows me years of happiness and enjoyment that I get to pass on to someone else at a price that they get a dopamine release off of. Yeah. And I get one too. And how special is that, that I can take something that I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of and either make money on it, uh, break even on it, possibly lose something on it, but know at the end that I had fun with right. it. Right. And, and also, you know, there's some where you might lose a little, but there's a bunch where you're going to make a little too. And so I, I always think it evens out in the wash. Yeah. Um, I've even gone so far though to open up a checking account that's a guitar checking account. If I sell a pedal, I'll just transfer it right into my guitar account and I'll just let it sit there. And, you know, you sell a couple of pedals and you're up to five, 600 bucks. And, you know, I'll just let that sit there and I won't touch it. And then something comes up, you know, there's an amp or a guitar that I want or a new pedal or whatever. It's not like I have to budget for that anymore. I've just got that money there. And it's, it's almost like found money. You're like, whoa, I forgot I had that. And so, well, after all, it's like a rainy day fund. Yeah. You know, if you know somebody who has some money that's just kind of sitting to the side in case like, the water heater breaks or or the air conditioner goes out or something like that. Well, it's the same idea of, well, I've got this guitar and all of a sudden the headstock breaks or all of a sudden the electronics don't work right or the amp doesn't work right. I need new tubes mm. or or whatever it is. You have something that's kind of that rainy day fund. And actually for me, recently, I had some gear that I sold off. I sold off a few little pedals, a few things. Um, that I did, I wasn't using some pickups that I wasn't using. And what I did was I turned that into buying something that I didn't necessarily need, but I'm interested in trying. And so this is a new gear day that I have not tried yet. And I don't know how good it is, but it's made by pinstripe pedals and it's called the D ISO plus the D stands for dual because it's, it's a stereo pedal. It's got left and right for it and then iso stands for isolator and then plus because i guess it does more because it has like some summing things and all that and it's high quality it's it's really cool the idea is that it isolates the signal that's coming out of like a strymon iridium or a pod go or some sort of other line six product Hmm. um but the idea is that it is going to isolate that sound and it's not going to try and match the impedance of uh, mic input. Yeah, that's cool. So you don't have to fix it at the soundboard when it gets plugged in. Instead, it it has its full signal and clarity going out. 
yeah. which is really cool. And, and I, I like the idea of this, mm-hmm. this pedal. But to bring us back to the point of me telling you about this new gear purchase yeah. was that I purchased it new for a used price because they're kind of rare on the, on the market right now. They hand make them in the U.S. and they're high quality parts. So I essentially end up finding this pedal for less than what I can get it for used. I get it brand new. I had a situation somewhere, and I'll, I'll keep it short, but I had sold a couple of pedals here and there. You know, I'm talking like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, 80 bucks. And I just kind of went through my closet and got rid of ones that I didn't use anymore. And something came up, and I was watching YouTube one day, and there was a pedal that I thought, I have got to have that. I, I was playing the video, and I told my wife, I was like, you got to hear this. Even you'll be like, dang, that sounds good. <laughs> and um, it was called... It's probably the player. Yeah, it it didn't hurt who was playing it, but man, the tone sounded amazing, and it was called the King Tone Duelist. Have you heard of that? No, no, I have not heard of it. Okay, okay so... Well, well, tell me about it. Tell me what it does. It's a dual pedal, and on the right side, you've got a modified Tube Screamer that whenever you play a Strat, you sound like Seaver Avon. I mean... Like, I mean, it it sounds like me playing Seaver Avon. <laughs> so, but, so it's all hacked up and sounds like, you know, a Brad Paisley wannabe. That, God, that hurts. <laughs> no, it's, it's like chicken picking on a Strat. <laughs> it's, it's Brad Paisley... Yes. And Keith Urban. Bing. Bing. <laughs> so you plug in a strat and you put it on that neck pickup and play just, you know, a basic bluesy lick. It sounds so good and make you want to slap your grandma. Like, I mean, That's it sounds country. I don't not even blues. know what that means, but <laughs> right. it sounds good. And it's more country than biscuits and gravy. <laughs> um, it, oh, mm. on the left oh. side, it's got a. Um, That's a hay ride on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word we're losing it okay let's just try to wrap it up in the next five minutes so it's a it's a dual pedal and on the right side it's got a modified tube screamer that basically sounds like a cranked up Steve Ray Vaughan kind of tone and it is magical um if you look at the um the demo of it it sounds incredible if you play it yourself it still sounds incredible I mean it sounds really good oh yeah on the left side it's got a Marshall Bluesbreaker and you know, that's one of the... Like a push sound? Yeah, it's it can get pretty dirty, but I keep it real kind of light, almost like a, a tone shaper kind of thing. I looked it up, and I was like, I'm getting one of these pedals. I don't care how much it is. Well, I looked at it, and it's expensive. It was like 350 Then you add taxes to that. It was going to be about 385 bucks. And I thought, you know what? I'm doing it. And so I looked in that guitar account. I had 400 bucks, so I bought it. I turned a bunch of little pedals that I didn't love into one pedal that I absolutely adore. And every time I look at my pedal board, I'm proud of it, and I'm so happy that I have it on there. And I'm like that little kid who opened up that case and saw his first guitar. It's like, man, I am proud to have that pedal on my pedal board. Yeah. Like I said, somebody else's new gear day, those little pedals here and there that I didn't use anymore, turned into something really magical for me. And I I just, I love that. Yeah. love it. Well, it really is kind of a circle of life. You know, what was mine and I loved and I appreciated or what was mine and I decided that it really wasn't for me. I was able to turn that into money towards something else I wanted, trade it towards something else I would want more and, you know, give someone else that ability to just love it. I mean, this guitar community flourishes off of People wanting to progress and find their tone and 
learn more about this fantastic instrument. So this can be my closing remark if you want, but for a long time, I was holding on to gear. I would, I was collecting and I was getting as many pedals. I was like, man, when I need this pedal, I'll pull it out. And when I need this pedal, I'll pull it out. And I've got six amps and I've got one for this and one for that. And it just really was kind of wasting my time and wasting my money. And I was putting, I was putting resources into things that I wasn't using when I really wanted something else. And so instead of having two cheap guitars and four amps, I was able to get down to two amps and one really nice guitar like that I loved. And so that changed me a little bit. And at the time when I had these pedals and I've had nice pedals, King of Tones and, you know, just Strymon stuff and everything you can imagine. When I sold them, I didn't really miss them. You know, I, I went with something simple and, and I was fine with it. And, you know, it's it's kind of been a revolving door, but it's always made me happy. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're doing. You know, this is a hobby. There's some of you that may do this as a profession, but we're doing this as a hobby. And the point of it is, is to have fun and enjoy it. And if buying something and posting a picture on an Instagram page brings you happiness, then it's not hurting anybody. And it may inspire somebody to do something else. And if you're getting a new pedal and you're playing it and you do your best to play a, a Steve Ray Vaughn song, then then do that. Let's not lose focus of why we're doing this. And it's just to have fun and get that hit of dopamine every now and then. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you nailed it on the head. The whole point of a new gear day is to be able to experiment, find your tone, enjoy the moment, the moment that yeah. you finally got what it is that you've been researching and, and looking forward to and, and being ready to, to get in the mail or, or whatever. You know, it's a wonderful time to have a new gear day. Even if you're that guy that's just going to post up for sale two, three, four days after you've already posted a picture saying, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. Right. No matter what, this is the new gear day. And this is something special for you. Well, that concludes our session of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. My name is Dr. T, and remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I have fun talking gear. Until next time.